Welcome, hello, yes, it's that time again. My name is Pete Morgan, this is the Puppy Podcast. It is where we speak about the lives of our two dogs. We have a four-year-old golden Labrador called Lincoln, and we have a nine-month, uh, uh, nine-month-old black Labrador called Elvis. We talk about Elvis more though because he is the, you know, he is the pod, he is the puppy after which the podcast was named. It's also a place where you can come. Welcome in, weary dog owner or puppy owner <laughs> or dog lover. And where we can share our tales, our trials, our tribulations, the pleasures and the pains of being um, someone who is responsible for this tiny little life. For, certainly in human terms, is a relatively short amount of time. And the idea is, is that I will tell you what we're going through, you can share what you're going through, and at the end of that, we all end up being better dog and puppy owners so if you've got any questions uh, about your puppy or your dog maybe you are a brand new owner uh, and you think that the puppy podcast family can help uh, you can get in touch it's a very interactive podcast that's the the kind of thinking behind it. it it just doesn't work as well if you're not getting involved we are on facebook um on the puppy podcast facebook page we're on instagram at the puppy podcast on twitter at puppy podcast and you can always just email us the puppy podcast at gmail.com if you're joining us for the very first time really appreciate you choosing us there is so much choice out there one of the things that i do for a living is work in podcasts and teach other people about podcasts and i produce other podcasts for other people and i know just the huge number the breadth of stuff that is out there in uh, the podcasting community so i'm really really appreciative that you've chosen to listen to us if you found us via itunes or stitcher or google play or iHeartRadio, radio uh, then please leave a review five star review if you really want to i really appreciate it and however you're listening to us at the moment uh, whether it's uh, just you it's you and your furry child whether it's the family whether you're in the car in the house at the dog park um on your dog walk whatever it is welcome along it's lovely to know that you're there um this week's episode of course uh, we always start off with puppy dog of the week uh, this week's episode dedicated to no one uh, didn't have a nomination in this week what have i done have i made people sad um which is fine if it's if it's not a feature that people are buying into then you know then we'll just move on and, and do something else. So um, I just thought it'd be nice to kind of spend time celebrating our furry friends, our furry children, a little bit more. So we have every week, uh, or we aim to have, a Puppy Dog of the Week. And the idea is is that uh, we find out a little bit about your puppy. Um, there's a couple of pictures that we get to post on social media. We have a chat about your puppy, about... Why that breed? How'd you get the name? What have you found out since becoming a puppy owner? Um, and then, you know, as I say, they get a certificate as well, and they get that week's episode of the Puppy Podcast dedicated to them. If you want to nominate your uh, dog or puppy uh, to be Puppy Dog of the Week, then you can. Uh, nominations can only be accepted by email. 
uh, you can email me at thepoppypodcast uh, at gmail.com. That's thepoppypodcast at gmail.com. And I, really, I just think it's a nice way of, again, adds to the interactivity as to what we do as a, what we do as a, as a podcast. Um, okay. Uh, on to, um, dog news. Dog news. Uh, and again, a couple of uh, dog news stories to tell you this week. Do we start with the good or the bad? Do you know what? I think we'll start with the bad because that generally involves me getting on my high horse and getting, <laughs> getting all ranty about stuff. So we'll deal with that first. You will know, uh, you'll be very aware of, I mean, certainly in the UK, but I'm guessing elsewhere as well, the campaign of, you know, a dog isn't just for Christmas. And this became, um, a big campaign a few years ago when it, were, it was discovered that people were buying dogs for their children for Christmas or puppies for their children for Christmas. And then realizing that when it got to about New Year's Day of, oh, wait a minute, this isn't just, this isn't how it used to be. This is just, you know, given this kind of, there's a lot of money that goes into this and there's a lot of behavior that goes into this and we really need to, it's a big responsibility and a big commitment and, uh, you know, the, there's a lot that you need to invest, a lot of time and effort and let's not, you know, be shy about it, money that needs to be invested in owning a puppy. Um, and it was a, it was a big thing. Well, it turns out there's a disturbing new trend. Uh, and that's regarding summer holidays here in the UK. So I'm recording this now at the beginning of September. Here in the UK, schools are going back this week. Um, so children have had, uh, it's about roughly about six, seven weeks of school in the summer. Um, and what has been happening, apparently, this is uh, according to the Dogs Trust, is that um, parents are buying a puppy to entertain their children during the six weeks holiday, during the summer holidays. It's not rife. I'm not saying it's one in three. But, uh, they have, and they've been labelled Mary Puppins, uh, by the dogs just because what is happening is that, that they are the nanny. They are the thing that will keep the child amused. And apparently the dogs trust is bracing itself for one of its busiest weekends of the year when millions of school children go back and they are expecting hundreds, if not thousands of unwanted dogs to be passed over because families decide that they don't want them. And, it just bewilders me. You know, I get it. We're all different people. We all have different ideas and morals and ethics and we have different standards in life and we approach things from... I get that. But come on, guys. I mean, surely we all can understand, we can all comprehend how damaging something like this is. How wrong something like this is and when i say damaging it's damaging to the puppy because they will become attached in six weeks they will have absolutely developed an attachment to whoever it is that's looking after them so whether it's your children or whether it's you or whether it's your significant other they will be attached and to be ripped away from that attachment at such an early age they will have already gone through the pain of being separated from their mother they're going to have to go through something similar when they're separated from you. And it's just wrong. You just, and I, I don't know what the answer is. Um, you know, there's talk about making it tougher, much tougher to take on a dog uh, in the UK. Certainly if you're buying from a breeder, 
Um, and I don't know if if that is the answer because there there just seems to be people with attitudes and ideas that put themselves when it comes to being a dog owner just way above everybody else. You know, I mean, I, I don't want it to turn into this, but I'm you know I'm thinking about the fact that obviously we walk Lincoln and Elvis in the big park by us. And we are responsible owners, so we always have leads as, as much as possible. If you listen to last week's episode, um, you'll have known that Elvis you know, pretty much took a woman out at the park. Um, you know, we have leads, we have treats, we are aware of keeping them relatively under control. Um, and for me, the biggest thing that we take with us is, is poo bags. Why would you not? But the amount of times... That we are wandering and we see dog mess. And it's like, what? why are you even leaving the house without every single pair of trousers that I own? Every single one of them will have poo bags in, in the back pocket. I've just checked my pockets now and I know there's no poo bags in them because I took them out before coming in here to record this. But every single pair, and also I'm at home, every single pair of trousers I own has got poo bags it's almost like the dog a dog owner's or a puppy owner's kind of badge <laughs> if you empty your pockets oh poo bag and you know half a treat that's found its way into the it's like a, a what kind of dog owner are you if you don't clear up after you and i don't i'm not talking about stuff that's hidden away in a bush or hidden away in the undergrowth and maybe you didn't see them doing doing it I'm talking about in the middle of the path, in the middle of the footpath. How can you not have... And all I can think it is, is that these people who ride their bikes and the dog runs alongside them. And all I can think is it's those people, that they don't stop. I'm absolutely... I'm willing to be disproved and I'm willing to be told that that's not the case. But that's all I can think that it is. Because it's got to be someone that is sufficiently away from the dog that they just don't know that they've done it or don't care that they've done it. I'm not saying cyclists aren't caring people, but clearly it's a distance thing. But that kind of, again, that thoughtlessness, again, brings us back to this of just idiots who shouldn't be allowed animals. It isn't a toy. It isn't a gimmick. It's not a novelty. It isn't a, a gadget. It's not like... Uh, an iPad or a games console or, you know, a smartphone that you can just chuck away, that you can discard of if you got tired of it or if it broke. It's a living thing, for goodness sake, and it's relying on you to look after it. So, yes, yeah, so that's becoming a thing. If you're thinking of getting a, you know, if you are thinking of getting a puppy, it is. It, it, people will tell you and I will confirm it. It is one of the most rewarding, joyous, wonderful experiences you will ever go through, from what I've been told, outside of having a child. But it needs work, it needs commitment, it needs investment, and it needs responsibility. And clearly, these idiots who get dogs at the beginning of summer holidays. Also, it's disrespectful to the children. I mean, what do you think of your kids? If you're like, here you go, here's a thing to get attached to, just to let you know, I'm taking it away in six, seven weeks. <sighs> right, okay. <laughs> okay, calm down, Pete. All right, okay. Um, good news, the good dog news. Good news! 
news is uh, Freddie, a, an enormous Great Dane called Freddie, officially a record breaker. He's been crowned the world's tallest living dog. I love Great Danes. My fear with them is they don't live very long, apparently. I mean, literally, you know, kind of about five years tops. Um, but I just love them. I just love their soppy look. And, I, you know, I, I just think that they look wonderful. So this, this uh, Freddie is three foot five inches tall. That's just stood. So that's, <laughs> that's like just over half of my height. Well, that is a huge dog. Um, his mum is Claire, Claire Stoneman from Essex. And she said as a puppy, he was the run to the litter. And I actually got him a couple of weeks earlier than I should have done because he wasn't feeding off his mum. And then she says, I had no idea he was going to get this big at all. Well, okay. A couple of things I need to point out to you there, Claire. One, he's a great dame. What, what you, surely you knew he was going to, he was going to kind of grow and grow. Uh, and he's not the only dog in the house. And they, you know, by the looks of it, the pictures that they're showing, they don't live in a mansion. Um, Freddie and his sister Fleur, who's also a Great Dane, have destroyed 26 sofas. <laughs> I can't get over that. 26 sofas. And Claire says she spends a year a whopping £10,000 worth on food. Uh, every day, um, Freddie has a kilogram of minced beef, 250 grams of casserole steak, and 300 grams of liver. That is... That is absolutely incredible. Uh, yes, Freddie, officially... Uh, the world's tallest dog. I love that. Uh, that is this week's da -da 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 dog news, <laughs> which is good. Right, last week on the episode, I told you about an incident that happened in the big park near us, where Elvis effect effectively took a woman out. Um, and I wasn't sure whether my response or their response was right, uh, and... You know, was there anything I could have done differently? So I thought we'd get a professional on. So we spoke to Christiana from Hampstead Hounds. Uh, they can be found online. They're on Instagram, at Hampstead Hounds. Um, and we talked to her about that in last week's episode. So if you want to go and listen to number 35, you can hear all about that. But we had such a good time chatting, I decided to kind of split it all into two. Because we never got round to talking about her business, which is one of being a dog walker. Uh, and how you get into it. And that's what I did when I started asking her about it. I asked her how long has she been in the dog sitting, dog walking business? Five years. Um, so I, I started off uh, with a dog walking company. Um, so that was two years and that was very intensive. Um, there were three of us. It was all day changing groups every hour. So we had 12 dogs between three of us every hour for about five hours a day. Um, so I learned very, very quickly about a lot of, a lot of scenarios and situations and, and, and how to handle the public. Um, I, I mean, this was in Regent's Park as well. So oh, yes. every Friday we'd have the Regent Park mosque emptying and then people walking through. Um, and then we had people picnicking. We had tourists to deal with. We had picnics. So that was a real uh, jumping in at the deep end. I mean, I'd grown up around dogs and I've always had a natural affinity with animals. Um, 
And then uh, I realized I wanted to do it myself. So I started my two companies uh, and I've been doing that for three years now. My goodness. So yeah. is, is there, because um, so you must see all kind of breeds, all sizes. Mm-hmm. Do you have, when someone says, oh, we've got this kind of dog or that, is there a breed that makes you think, oh, yeah, I'm going to have a good time here? Um, I used to think that, and then I realised that you look at breeds, but then also they completely split into different personalities. So I think one thing we do is we say, oh, they're that kind of breed. You know, we as humans want to generalise, right? Oh, so it's a Frenchie, so they're going to be daft, they're going to do this, they're going to do that, they're not going to let go of the ball. And on the whole, yes, but then you find ones that are real anomalies to the breed. Um, And you think, oh, hold on a minute, actually every single dog has a different personality. Um, myself, I do love Frenchies because they are very, very silly. They're very lovable. They're very, uh, you know, cuddly. So I like them in that respect because they're really, really good fun. Um, but we look after a whole range of different breeds. Um, you know, Whippets are, are fantastic because, you know, you get them to their favorite part of the, of the park, let them off lead and they go tearing around, you know, other dogs go running around after them, have an absolute whale of a time. And then they, you know, they just collapse in a heap like a cat, you know, and then they want their belly, you know, it's just bizarre. They go from being this crazy hunting, chasing dog to a, to a lap cat, you know, in a matter of half an hour. Um, but yeah, I, I do, uh, I used to think I loved sausage dogs. Um, and I used to think that that would be the breed that would suit me. But now I've, you know, worked with them a lot. I do still love them, but I know they wouldn't be suitable for me. So I'm uh, guessing, because in some ways you get, you are... You kind of get the the best of being a dog owner. You get the love and the affection. You get to take them for walks, uh-huh. but you don't have to. You know, you get to hand them back at the end of the day. And go, there you go. Thank you very much. That's your problem. I'm guessing you don't have dogs of your own. Um, no. Well, because I've got the business, I can't have dogs on my yeah. own because we do a lot of house sitting as well. Ah, so right. we will go and stay at someone's home, myself or one of the team. Um, I've got cats, and that's enough for me to have to try and arrange someone to come and look after them. It wouldn't be fair on me, um, on the dogs that I had, or any clients. If I, you know, if I suddenly say, "Well, I can't because my dogs or whatever." Mm. So day in, day out, I feel like I, I have a variety of different dogs in my life. Um, they're definitely in my long-term plan, oh. but at the moment, I feel like I've got enough dogs. Yeah. Day in, day out, and like I say, with the house sitting. Uh, with the walks, yes, of course, we can hand them back. But when we're staying at someone's house for two, three, four weeks, you know, we are essentially responsible for absolutely everything to do with them. So if they've got a bad tummy, yeah. you know, and we need to go off and make sure that they're looked after and, and, and things like that, you know, we have to deal with it. Oh. Yes. Oh. I've got so used to it that now, you know, I, I, a cat had a bit of an episode on a carpet. I didn't even bat an eyelid. I could see it wasn't runny. I just picked it up and and threw it in the toilet Aww. and then went and washed my hands yeah <laughs> i love that that's you so... just you just you just get you I, and I, but i couldn't believe it i just did it totally naturally walking down the stairs thought oh yeah need to pick that up and throw that away and carried on yeah i, I don't think we're a million miles away from that now ourselves <laughs> yeah. that kind of yeah just pick that up don't you you know when we first got lincoln before when we first got a dog you know you didn't do anything unless you were wearing surgical gloves and everything mm-hmm. was, you know, sprayed and washed. And, and now it's just like, yeah, if I just pick it up, that'll be fine. Uh, you know, that'll be all right. I'm cracking up. Um, one of the things I always ask, uh, you know, that the, there's going to be people listening who will be listening to the podcast 
because either they've just got a dog or they're about to get a, a dog or a puppy. Uh-huh. What would you say is kind of the one thing that all new dog owners should know? Um, please be aware of the dog that you're choosing and how it might fit in with your current lifestyle. So I have a lot of people who complain about maybe a dog getting wet or dirty, and I think, well, maybe a breed that didn't like getting wet or dirty would have been a good idea. Um, and just just be honest with yourself and be organized. You know, I have a lot of people contacting me, and they let me know that they've got a puppy arriving next week, and they want to sort out puppy care for the following week. Because we're pre-booked so much in advance, mm. And they should remember that anyone who's providing a professional service will, if they're very, very good, be pre-booked away in advance. Mm. So almost when you're considering what kind of breed or whether you want to get a rescue dog, um, do have a look into characteristics of the breed. But then do also speak to, you know, whether it's the rescue centre or whether it's the the breeders and, and try and ascertain what kind of character. I mean, a lot of people don't know that the dominance of a dog can be uh, predetermined by when they were born so the first puppy that pops out is likely to be the leader the ones in the middle might give and take a little bit more and then the last puppy to be born is is often the most uh, you know submissive Um, so it's things like that that they could be finding out from the breeder Mm. again I'd never even considered that that kind of you know that level of of dominance thinking about it i may go back and find out where in the in the lineup of because i think elvis was one of eight mm-hmm. uh, i'll have to find out whereabouts he was because yeah i yeah. think he was probably first or second now he must have been <laughs> yeah yeah it'd be interesting to find out um but i think above all it's um it's really determining whether um the dogs that you've chosen will fit in with your current lifestyle and a lot of people are incredibly busy and they need to have a think about whether they can take a high-energy dog out several times a day. Um, and if they're ready to put up with bad behaviour, if they don't exercise the dog enough, you know? Really appreciate Christiana spending some time with us. As I say, uh, on Instagram is where you can find Christiana, at Hampstead Hounds. Uh, I know she's uh, like the Puppy Podcast face. You might see her uh, posting on the Puppy Podcast every now and again. Make her feel very welcome to the Puppy Podcast family because she's uh, and more than happy to come on and talk. Uh, again about uh, dogs and dog walking so if you've got any questions uh, we can go back to uh, Christiana I'm sure she'll have some answers for us right time to talk about our dogs time to talk about Lincoln and Elvis I'm going to start with Lincoln because he's been quite poorly over the past couple of weeks I can now reveal the cone is off Woo! yeah there we go we didn't think it was going to happen but it has Uh, the cone is off he had it on Two and a half weeks. No, three and a half weeks he had it on. Uh, for those that, that don't really know, basically he got um, an aggravation, uh, uh, an infection on his scrotum. Um, and so we need, he had tablets and it bought, uh, of course, the problem was every chance he got, he was trying to lick it better, which just makes it worse. So we had to become very firm with the cone and the cone was just on all the time. Anyway, the cream and the antibiotics uh, have worked and the infection has gone. Uh, he still needs to grow a little bit of hair back, um, but it's, it's all pretty much back to normal. And today has been his first cone-free day 
uh, which is, is a great thing. I'm just so pleased just to see him without it around the house is just wonderful. So, you know, pictures from here on in. I know there's been a couple this week of him without the cone because we tried to take it off of an evening when we were with him. Um, but uh, I'll, I'll post some more of us, uh, uh, of, of Lincoln being cone-free. And he is much happier uh, about it as well. As for Elvis, um, <laughs> he's just, he's just, I mean, he's getting bigger all the time. I mean, he's nine months old now, uh, nine months and a week old and he is just growing still making us laugh every day um still barking at odd things we've got some new neighbors at the back and they were clearly having having some friends around um because they've got like a bit of a garden at the back and that that backs onto our garden and they clearly had some some friends around that was fine it wasn't disturbing us uh but because he'd not really heard it before well that was uh an excuse for him to bark um squirrels he's come into contact with his first squirrel uh yes he won't won't surprise you to know he doesn't like that uh lots of barking at that and the pigeons seem to be getting a little bit more brave in the back garden and actually landing on the lawn a bit more I'm going to give you again. I'm going to give you some options here. Uh, do you think that uh, Elvis loves that? Do you think Elvis is ambivalent about that? Doesn't really care. Or do you think that Elvis hates that? If you went for option C, you were right. <laughs> Elvis hates it, but it goes out barking, and it's one of those of. Uh, and I saw Lincoln did it when he was younger. Of he clearly thinks he's going to catch him. He clearly thinks he's going to catch one of these birds one day. Well, goodness knows what he's going to do when he gets it. But uh, because he's not vicious, he's just barking and in that, get out of my garden. What are you doing? Get out of my garden. Kind of thing. Um, he got into Lincoln's food again um, over, the, over the weekend, which were just silly school bombers. We've actually put a, a lock on the door, a sliding bolt on the door um, that... He goes into the room where his his food is kept, and um, we just didn't put the bolt on. So he got in, and and we thought both of us, Joe and myself, said, his belly looks awfully big, doesn't it? I wonder if he's okay. I wonder if he's maybe got an infection or something. Yeah, we found out about that the next day or so. My goodness, I tell you, just a typical Labrador in the fact that he he would not stop eating. He'd still be eating now if we allowed him to do it. Uh, and we've talked about going away with Elvis as well. We've been away a few times with Lincoln. Uh, we've been to the Lake District and we've been down to the South Coast, in uh, down to Torquay and things like that. Uh, and that's been fine. We, it's a different proposition going with Elvis because he is quite barky, because he is quite boisterous. Um, so... I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know if we're going to try and... Because what we don't want to do is rent, like, some really obscure kind of um, farmhouse somewhere. And then, um, you know, so he's never going to interact with anything. He needs to interact with other dogs. He needs to experience other dogs. But he needs to experience other dogs that are kind of going to give him a bit of a beating. They're really, you know, we're going to give him what for, not let him get away with being the boisterous self that he is, because Lincoln does let him get away with a lot of it. So we, we're kind of looking at that. Uh, still working on the training. His walking to heel is uh, still, you know, he's good, very good. Um, we're going to try him in the park. We're going to go back to the park for the first time. We couldn't go last weekend. 
Um, but we're going to go back to the, the park for the first time this coming weekend. And we're going to use the 10 meter kind of training leads we've got for him. So he's got a bit of freedom, but there's still kind of a restriction as Christiana was talking about, uh, in the conversation with her. But as I say, he makes us laugh. Uh, he makes us, you know, howl with laughter on a regular basis, but equally just so frustrating to, to spend time with him. Still, in case anyone's wondering, still eating his mess. Still doing, cannot get him out of it. Tried chews, melon, grapefruit, threats, all sorts. And not actual licorice all sorts. I mean, just, we've tried all sorts. And it just doesn't, nothing seems to, uh, what, I mean, if anyone's tried anything other than chews we got from the internet, um, melon, and pineapple and mustard and hot sauce. All of those things we've tried. If there's anything else that someone has used and they found that it works, well up for that. And if, if, um, anyone's got any suggestions regarding the kind of socializing of Elvis, just to get him used to dogs a bit and to just bring down that boisterous nature that he has, which I think will kind of die down anyway as he gets older. But, you know, I'm just not keen on it. It makes it hard for us to take him anywhere. Uh, in a in a social situation. So yeah, any any recommendations for any of those? You can get in touch. Uh, as I say, we have uh, the Facebook page. It's called the Puppy Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at the Puppy Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Puppy Podcast. Not the Puppy Podcast. On Twitter, we're just at Puppy Podcast. Uh, or you can always email me direct, and that's the. Uh, this is also the address you would use to nominate your dog or puppy for Puppy Dog of the Week. And that, and that is the Puppy Podcast at gmail.com. You can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and all good podcast apps. Genuinely, thank you so much for listening uh, it really means a lot um i'd love to hear from you if you're just starting out on your puppy journey or you are a veteran of being puppy owners any advice you have not just for us but i mean for for other puppy owners as well it really is that sharing that information um but yeah it's, it's a pleasure knowing that that you're there and you are listening this has been a monkey pants production and i'll see you next week <laughs>